0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big Knowledge Football Dynasty Podcast. I'm Sonny and I'm your host. What is up? So, yeah, sorry it's been so long. I don't really have an excuse. It's been, I think, five or six weeks. You know, after a couple of weeks, I just I didn't really have a lot of content. I wasn't really feeling inspired to do a podcast at the time. Um, at one point, I got sick and uh, didn't really think you wanted to hear sniffling and coughing and you know just time flies I've been busy Um, part of the reason that uh, I'm gonna put out this podcast kind of quickly tonight is I just don't have a lot of time and I I do value my sleep and uh, so anyway I missed you guys and uh, welcome back so anyway I'm gonna get right into it today's podcast yeah so we're kind of at the stretch run now and you're either gonna be in kind of two situations and so that's what we're gonna be talking about today it's either you're gonna be in a team um, that you're going to have a team that's going to be winning and you're going to be looking to trade for a piece or two to kind of put yourself over the top. And we're going to look at some different people, some players, um, that we might look to target and, and what range uh, of value we might try to get them for. Because that's always the key to me is targeting guys that um, you think you can get for a good deal. I mean, obviously, we could talk about the Todd Gurley's and the you know DeAndre Hopkins and stuff and just... Packaging a bunch for those kind of players. But I don't always think that's the shrewdest play. If you're really trying to win now, um, you don't want to give up too many pieces that are helping you win now plus your, your future pieces just to acquire a, a stud unless that stud is really going to help you um, or you have you know just so much depth that you can afford it. Um, in most cases, I think that if you're looking to trade for pieces, you're looking to trade kind of your younger pieces or you're you're not as relevant pieces. Somehow you're trying to find a way to kind of package together, some some change, some loose change, to make a buck. You know, as a, you know, put scrap together some coins and make a dollar. So you know, to me that's where you know, uh, players like Alshon Jeffrey, uh, T. Y. Hilton, some of these other guys I'm gonna be naming, they're guys that uh, I, I the reason I, I think that they're viable targets is not because I think that they're the best target. But maybe because their owners might be a little bit down on them, the situation might still be a little unclear. Um, but clearly, they're a top talent and worthy of giving up um, what is likely to be, you know, a first-round pick or just just a little bit more. Um, so anyway, let's go ahead and get into it. So the other situation that I was going to talk about is also if you're a losing team. We're gonna we're gonna talk about some different players. Um, I've got a long list of, of the losing. I think because when you're a winning team, you're only looking for specific players that can really help you. It's a little harder um, to come up with good targets for that because you also have to find teams that are losing um, and have those players on their team, so have have players that can help them win, but they're on a losing team. Which there's plenty of that, Um, but you you know you're going to kind of have to sift through the different teams at the bottom of your standings to figure out which of these players are available, and then find out if the owner's actually willing to trade them because. Sometimes, you know, it's just the guys are stubborn or they're attached to the player. Or they just value them quite a bit more than you might be willing to pay. So um, the other situation, like I said, when you're trying to, to buy, you know, when you're selling off and you're you know just trying to buy some young players, you're trying to rebuild and get draft picks and stuff, there's just a lot more options. And I think that that's why you're going to find that you, you probably have less uh, talent on your team. So therefore, you have more leeway in terms of depth and adding and trying things. Um, so I'll have a little bit bigger list than that. Um, but I also think that some of these guys, in fact, there's a handful of these guys that are kind of bottom roster guys for even winning teams, especially in terms of dynasty, um, where you want to keep one eye on the future, at least half an eye, a quarter of an eye. You want to be looking at the peripherals. Um, somewhere there, you need to be keeping the future in mind. So in terms of if you're a winning team, let's talk some running backs. Um uh, one obvious one, I think, especially after last week, is Aaron Jones. I, I think that the reason that he's still a trade-worthy candidate is because I don't think his value is too far over a first-round pick. I think if you if you give up, you know, like a Mark Walton, maybe a young wide receiver that's you know like a Taewon Taylor or something, and a first-round pick, I think you can land him. I think that even less than that in, in a lot of situations will get him. And if you if you were on it a couple weeks ago, you could have gotten him for even cheaper. Um, but another guy is Dalvin Cook. I think that uh, he's kind of had an underwhelming season. He's still very young and very talented, and you might end up with a stud back for for kind of a a discounted price. They, you know, and I still think that they want to run the ball once they kind of get the the crap worked out with their defense and everything. I think that they're not going to be such a pass-heavy team, and so I think that and even when they do pass, I think they do like to throw to Dalvin Cook as well. So I think he's got a. a a lot of potential, and I think that his his value has been slashed a little bit. So I would be kind of interested in acquiring some Dalvin Cook in the right situation. Sony Michel is another one uh, just because of the injury situation, and he was kind of a dud last week. So I think that he's one that you might look to buy. Um, it's tough because when you're talking about win now, especially in a PPR league, I've struggled with this one with Sony Michel because I, I don't feel like he's lived up to his potential. Uh, mainly because James White has kind of sucked away the passing, and then you know, if he doesn't get that LeGarrette Blunt kind of one-yard touchdown roll, then it's tough for him to produce. But I will say, you know, things change quickly, especially with the Patriots. And if, if Michelle can get healthy, I think Missoni Michelle might be a good candidate for trading. You know, on either side of this, where if you're looking to, to be a future for a future guy, um, it just depends on the value you can get. Because if somebody's tr- still trying to get mega value for him than then just pass on that one um Matt Breida is one that that I'm looking at I think that uh there's a couple reasons I you know obviously he's shown well he's shown that uh, he can play through injury he's not a real big guy so he does seem to get a little more banged up but uh he you know he's a very impressive player and I think his val- his price is still pretty fair because there's still like the looming especially in terms of long term with Jared McKinnon, it's just, it's unsure what the, what the Niners are going to do. And, and obviously I think, you know, they could even add a back next year. So even if Jared McKinnon comes back or is cut or whatever, um, Breida is, is not a sure thing, but in terms of trying to win now, I think that there's definitely potential. The Niners don't look like the kind of team that's just quitting, um, you know, in terms of giving up on the season. So I think that, that, that they have some fight left in them. And, um, Breida looks like, you know, he's going to be a part of that offense as long as he doesn't get hurt again. And then there still is future potential as well. So I would be, you know, kind of intrigued by that. And and along those lines, McKinnon, if you're a winning team and you have Jarek McKinnon, um, I think he's the perfect kind of guy to try to package um, for one of these kind of win-now players. Because he, the way, you know, it's just the, the situation has a lot of question marks. Um, whether he comes back at all, if he does come back, you know, whether he's healthy, whether you know what kind of role he has, um, there's just a lot of question marks. And yet he still has you know some value. And yet he has no value to you if you're a win now team. Um, he's only going to have value to somebody who's looking to just roster pieces for the future. So I think that's guy a guy that you really got to look at trying to trade him, uh, package him in part of that deal, and it just kind of cuts your cost. You're not going to cost yourself. Uh, anything that's going to help you win now Um, that's the problem with trading like I said with some of these um, big time players is you end up just kind of you you don't get much of a net gain and if you're not getting much of a net gain and you're giving up more of your future what's the point in making the trade you know kind of ride it out see if you, you can keep some depth instead and maybe that'll pay off so when we look at wide receivers um, that I would trade for, I talked about Alshon Jeffrey and T.Y. Hilton. I've traded for Alshon. Um, I gave up D.J. Chark in a first-round pick, T.Y. Hilton uh, first and a third, and uh, Equinemius St. Brown. Uh, but that league, even though I still think that's a good deal in most leagues, that league was actually a league where there's no defensive players, and those picks aren't rookie picks, so I think it was even more of a reason to trade my picks. Marvin Jones is a guy that that's kind of, you know, it's hard to say with this injury that's come up, but it's also kind of dampened his value because I think that with the Golden Tate trade, I really feel like it's Marvin Jones and it's Kenny Galladay, and Marvin Jones is still the best route runner, still, um, you know, maybe the most polished wide receiver they have. I think it's pretty clear that Kenny Galladay is the best receiver. He's the most talented. He's the guy. But uh, he's not coming cheap, so good luck trying to, you know, acquire him from the, the owner of the Galladay owner now. But Marvin Jones, and I have so many shares of Marvin Jones, it's not like I can really trade for more. Um, but I do see him as a guy that you know, if you are trying to win now, and he can get healthy, he's going to get a lot of targets. And people are, are kind of, I think, underwhelmed after um, Golden Tate got traded; they expected more. And he, the main reason he didn't produce is he was hurt in that game, and it may take him a few weeks to get back. But you know, you might have this little window to buy. Uh, another guy that, that's kind of, I don't know if I ever thought I'd be saying this, but Dante Moncrief, um, he looks like he's kind of solidified himself as at least, you know, somewhat of a, a viable option. And I think so many people have soured on Moncrief that I really don't think you'd have to pay him too much for him. Um, so if you're desperate for wide receiver help, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be trading too much for Moncrief, but you could you could give, you know, a third round pick plus you know some kind of back end talent and just offer it and see what happens or even some defensive players and stuff I mean Moncrief could come pretty cheap I really believe that myself I own a few shares of Moncrief and I'm still even though I'm saying right now I would still trade him because I where the teams I have him I have a lot of depth at wide receiver and he's still not a playable option for me because week to week but at the same time if I was desperate he's not a bad play okay win now quarter max um it's kind of tough to be honest with you, I think that the one target I would really be looking at trying to acquire is Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, he hasn't performed that well. I think a lot of the Aaron Rodgers owners are starting to feel like maybe, you know, not only are they out of the playoff picture, but maybe the, the team is just not that good and they're going to try to just protect him. I My feeling is, is that they're actually, they're kind of resigning themselves to the fact that the team is best when Aaron Rodgers kind of runs the show and does the Aaron Rodgers thing and I really think that that will reflect it didn't this last week with Aaron Jones kind of leading the way but I do think that down the stretch Aaron Rodgers is gonna do what Aaron Rodgers does so if you can get him if you know kind of make make a play for on a team that's not playing well he's 34 years old so it seems like he's getting older but I think clearly he's the best quarterback still He, he does things with the ball that you know most guys can't do Um, and and he's going to be around for three or four years as long as he doesn't get hurt and in dynasty three or four years buys you a lot of time to find another quarterback Um, so that would be really the only one that comes to mind even Matt Stafford comes to mind a little bit but uh, man if they can't turn it around I don't know how long um, it it could be a long season for him because I saw him get sacked a lot he was getting sacked constantly um, I think that's one of their biggest problems is their offensive line right now. So um, another wide receiver that that I kind of made purchases on last year, and um, this might be another time to buy him is Keenan Allen, just because he hasn't completely blown up yet, and so maybe there's there's people that that might you know be willing to sell him, but you're going to have to give up at least a first round pick, especially he's, since he's kind of come back and he stayed healthy. I think that there there is definitely you know. It's going to be a, a, tough, a tough way to get him, but you might be able to find somebody. Um, in tight ends. Uh, Austin Hooper comes to mind. I think that uh, he's clearly shown that, that he's kind of moving into that next level, and he and Matt Ryan are growing together. And if you can find someone who's willing to give him up for like a second-round pick, I would definitely do it, especially if you need tight end help. Um, guys like Jeff hewerman Jared Cook might be able to find a little cheaper vance mcdonald it just depends on who you talk to but i would try to get him as well he seems like he's he's kind of grown. and and the nice thing is is jesse james is still there so in terms of dynasty i think that vance vance mcdonald is the guy and will be the guy and maybe jesse james sticks around but my guess is maybe he won't and so next year he, he could even grow further especially if antonio brown doesn't stick around which you know I, the Steelers wouldn't surprise me at all if they moved on from him and Le'Veon Bell, obviously now. So all those things can kind of compile into a whole new Steelers offense. And Vance McDonald just looked like he's a piece that they're you know pretty happy with. Who knows with with Roethlisberger as well. But um, you know, so Jared Cook, if you can kind of get him for, like, I wouldn't even give up a second round pick for Cook honestly. And I think that if somebody's kind of a losing team and they have Cook on their team. this point they're looking to get something so you might be able to give up like a a younger even a guy that that I'm going to mention here a little bit like a Chris Herndon or something a Herndon and a third Um, and in terms of dynasty you may want to hold on to Herndon but at the same time like if you're trying to win now Cook is going to give you more production the Raiders really don't have anything else going it seems like the Jared Cook show half the time Um, and that's pretty much it in terms of win now tight ends that I looked that I was looking at Um, just because, and not just tight ends, but offensive players. I feel like, you know, it's one of those things where you have to, there's other guys out there, obviously, but you just kind of have to feel it out. You have to look for for owners who are really looking to sell and then see what's on their roster. But there's a lot of guys that I'm not willing to buy right now. Even my guy, uh, Emmanuel Sanders, i talked to guys about purchasing him, but it just feels like they want too much. I feel like I have guys on my roster, um, young talent, back-depth guys um, that I can rely on um, to kind of step into that role. And so, you know, along those lines, let me mention a couple other guys. Um, These are not guys that I would trade for but maybe look for on your waiver wire. It's like guys like Maurice Harris for Washington, uh, Josh Reynolds, now that uh, Cooper Cup is injured, uh, Reynolds, and even Farrell Cooper is coming off of the IR. And Cooper probably won't do much in terms of the offense, but he is a, a very good return guy. Um, so if you get point roof returns, um, another guy to keep an eye on is Brandon Powell. Um, he's for the Detroit Lions. The, he's, he could be the Golden Tate replacement. There was talk of him being that he kind of disappointed um, some of the owners. I was excited and picked him up in some leagues. And I'm not dumping him, though, because honestly, I don't think that that, that ship is completely sailed yet. He's you know, it's that situation's kind of got to work itself out. Um another one along the same kind of lines is Richie James, um, for the Niners and I've talked about him in, in past episodes. And uh, I do think that he's kind of taken Trent Taylor's position. He's the return guy now. He's just becoming more dynamic. Um, it's tricky when you've got Dante Pettis and Marquise Williams, but I think that if if anything, it's it's Richie James is kind of growing and uh by next year, especially, he's, he's a guy that, you know, I w- I'm trying to keep him on my lineup somehow, uh, you know, even though I don't think he, he produces much this year, I'm trying to find a way to keep him because I just think that the Niners know what they have in him and he looks like he's a real player. Um, So these are some other guys that I would look at. Also, Chad Williams of Arizona is one, um, just because he's going to be going to his third in the year next year. He, he seems like he's completely underwhelmed this year, but... The offense as a whole is kind of underwhelmed. And, uh, you know, they've got Larry Fitzgerald there, but he probably won't be there next year. Christian Kirk may or may not be that number one. I mean, you know, you look at a guy like Tyler Boyd and how pretty much all of us kind of just wrote him off. I know I did. I really didn't think, you know, after two years of just him not doing anything. And he got opportunities and just didn't really play very well. Um, and then you see them draft this young or john ross and ross I, I still think that ross has potential to come in there he's he's got so many skills um but boyd has really come on in his third year he gave his time he had time to develop he's looked like he's gotten rapport and and the system is kind of working for him now where he's kind of that slot guy and, and taking some of those tight end reps but my point is is that chad williams He's played on the outside, which is the toughest place to play, so it's harder to get production from there. He's not getting all the slot easy slot looks that Fitzgerald's getting, um, and he's learning. He's going into his third year next year, so he's injured now. I, I had him maybe in six or seven leagues coming into this, and, and the last couple of weeks people have just been dropping him, and I've been adding him and adding him, and I was like, he could very well be free in your league right now. Most likely he is. Um, a lot of people have given up on him and I wouldn't because he's a he just keeps getting the opportunity he's there he's in the starting lineup um or was until he got hurt and the offense is sputtering and so yeah this but it, it just to me there's there's still opportunity there he's one especially if you have the roster room um and the same thing with Zay Jones Buffalo he's clearly kind of their guy their number one guy and and it seems like he's kind of moved on from his off field issues in the season and it's one of those things where once they get their quarterback situation straight, once the season, you know, just things can kind of shift. Um, maybe maybe he is a player after all, um, but he's on the field and he's there. And a lot of these players, um, just because they don't put up huge statistics, at least there's that potential for it. Um, so I would, I would keep an eye on those guys. Another guy along those lines is Antonio Callaway. And I've talked a lot about Antonio Callaway. And honestly, he's clearly, he's not been very good, but in a way, I'm still very positive on him because he's on the field all the time. He, they, you know, he's got like one of the highest snap counts in the league. I think he's got like a 78% snap count or something. He's always on the field. He stretches the field. He's a good run blocker, and um, you know, he's just getting better. He'll figure it out. I just feel like it's almost in a good in a way good that he hasn't had this major breakout yet. It, you know, it's frustrating because I can't use him at times, um, or I use him and he just kind of produces a little but I feel like it's coming and I feel like it's a steady he's steadily getting better he hasn't you know fallen off the map he hasn't done up some dumb thing off field he's kept himself on the field and that's a good sign for me Um, so I definitely look to acquire Antonio Callaway shares if I could a couple other guys Deshaun Hamilton Um, you know obviously Cortland Sutton is the guy you know the hot item but he's expensive and I think if you're looking at Dynasty, you can get Deshaun for cheap, and he might be in there as the slot guy. He might be in there. You know, he's injured right now, so we're not getting to see it. But next year, he might just be the number two there, you know, if they move on from Emmanuel Sanders. And if they don't, I just think that he's, you know, he's an up upswing weapon that you can get very cheap. MVS and ESB. Talk about the three-letter guys from the Packers. Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, Equinemius, St. Brown. Well, it's you know, obviously much different pricing now. Marquez Valdez-Scantling has become a hot, you know, he's just a, a must-have item for a lot of guys. And so it's, it's unlike you're going to be able to trade for him. But Equanime St. Brown, I think that he's right there with him. I don't think he's that far behind him. And you can get him for much cheaper. In fact, I, like I said, I did trade him away for uh, T.Y. Hilton. But that league, you need some top-tier wide receivers. And I had A.J. Green go down. I have some other, and I have a lot of wide receivers, but I just needed something, and I felt like uh, it was the right trade for me. Another guy, if you're looking to rebuild for next year, Will Fuller is one that I would definitely take a look at getting. I I really saw so much potential from him. I saw him and uh, Deshaun Watson really have a lot of rapport, and I just saw a lot more than just this field stretcher out of this guy. Um, He just looked like a a complete player, um, and and it was too bad to see him get hurt. So Will Fuller would be one I would be trying to add just because I feel like that injury always puts people down, and you can kind of, if you're not really playing for this year anyway, then he, you know he's a nice add. Another one would be Traquan Smith. It's tricky. I just think that maybe there's this window because they did go try to sign Dez, and then or they did sign Dez, and he got hurt. Uh, then they signed Brandon Marshall. It says that they're not, you know, he's not the clear number two. If there's clearly questions for how productive. He's going to be right now, so that might give you this window. Uh, to buy him for the future and then you just have to look at how long you think Drew Brees is going to stick around because that does matter another guy is James Washington uh, you know a little bit on the lower end but if you can get him for kind of cheap I would take it because I think that like I said Antonio Brown I don't think he's long for the Steelers um, and it, and you know next within a couple of years it could be Mason Rudolph at quarterback as well who already has rapport with Washington so that's kind of a long-term play, but he has been on the field. So it's you know at least you're seeing some signs of him um, already. He's not like he's just buried. He has come out on the field. Um, in terms of running backs, um, you know, a guy that I would actually look to trade for for the future is Jordan Howard um, of the Bears. Not so much because I think that he has potential with the Bears, but maybe because he has potential as a running back, and we just don't know where he's going to end up. But he's really been bad this year, especially in PPR. If you had a PPR league and you have him, you're feeling like, I can't start this guy. I don't know what to do with this guy. If somebody comes to you with a decent offer, you might just take him on it. And, uh, you know, with Jordan Howard, it's just a matter of, like, offering a certain players or players that are um, – the kind of players that you're willing to give up because if you're, you know, you're obviously going to be win. if you, you're going to have high draft picks, so you're not going to want to give up a high draft pick for, for a Jordan Howard, but, um, you might be able to entice them with, with, um, you know, a player or two on your team and even like a third round pick, cause it would be a high third round pick, um, or a second round pick straight up. If you're really, if you're really that hot for them. Um, but it would probably be a high second round pick if you're in one of these situations where you're rebuilding. Um, other guys to look at the kind of cheaper in would be Mark Walton for me just because I did notice on the depth chart he is listed ahead of Giovanni Bernard already and then you look at next year I don't I doubt that Bernard will be there um, so Walton is a long term play now granted we see Joe Mixon he's it looks like a study looks like an every down bag so right now all you're buying is a handcuff. Um, but I think he's a pretty good handcuff, and I've also seen how the Bengals like to use two backs a little bit. They like that other guy coming in, like Bernard, and catching passes and stuff, and Walton has that skill set. Um, so there is that. Not saying I would pay much. And a lot of times I'm looking for these guys on waiver wires. Um, what, what I would do is just kind of go through all these names and just see if you can find a couple of these guys that somebody dropped uh, because a lot of times at this point, like the Jalen Samuels uh, is another one. Um I found him just dropped in a couple of leagues where it's just you know we've been waiting and we you know it's like this there's too many guys Richie James was another one where I would kind of like drop him and pick him up and I'm just kind of watching him. I don't want him to break out yet really because I don't have a roster spot for him. Um, but at the same time, you're aware that he has that potential. And now that uh, Le'Veon Bell is not coming back, pretty much for sure, I think that Jalen Samuels definitely has some value um, there being with James Conner depending on how the Steelers use them. I mean, clearly the Steelers have always liked to use one back, and that's what I think that's a big problem with Le'Veon Bell right now is that a big part of his appeal was being with the Steelers and being that guy with the Steelers who just would give him the ball so much. uh, We don't know where he's going to go from this point on, so I'm not really that big on trading for Le'Veon Bell right now. He's not getting any younger. He did take a year off, but he's still a year older. Um, Another thing that crossed my mind, and this is just a, conspiracy theory but it did cross my mind is we don't know what happened to him while he was on this whole vacation down in florida and everything i mean maybe part of the reason he decided not to come back is maybe he actually did hurt himself maybe hurt himself surfing or hurt a shoulder or something and didn't want to report because he didn't want to you know have a physical that actually showed he was dealing with something and decided he was better off to kind of play it off like i'm not going to take anywhere i'm just saying it's just there's so many things about it that I didn't like, the decision. I really just thought that it it wasn't good. And I have him in a few leagues, and he screwed me. It really just put my team in a bind. Um, but furthermore, it's just one of those things where I don't know where he's going to be uh, next year in, in terms of team and, and carries and all that. James Conner, I know, is going to be a stud, though. Uh, and so that is interesting. So that that also means that Jalen Samuels likely won't have much of a role unless Conner gets hurt. That was kind of my long way of getting to that point anyway um that actually might be it I was looking at quarterbacks there's not too many guys I'm looking at buying for the future Jimmy G might be one um if you can get him cheap um you know Baker Mayfield a couple other guys that you know maybe haven't completely shown Josh Rosen but really it's just kind of pick your guy there's still even Mitch Trubisky I think uh even though he's put up statistics a lot of people are still down on him and you know there's still question marks about all of them even Dak Prescott and all these guys I'm not sure I as much as I love Dak I'm not sure I would buy him right now you, you know it's just kind of there's I want to see it play out and I think most of us do um, so if you don't have the Jared Goff or the Mahomes um, or you know I, I feel good about Andrew Luck I've been watching Andrew Luck and you know I'm always talking about Luck I might as well talk about him for a second I'm really loving what I see with Luck I just feel like he you know he doesn't seem to have the 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 deep pass but he he has you know deep enough it's not huge velocity but he's very accurate he seems to throw it a little differently a lot more like with the wrist forearm Um, but it kind of it seems like he's really kind of more pinpoint with it it's almost like he's more throwing darts than he is just kind of hucking it Um, so in a way that might be a better thing for his overall career because he was never the most accurate guy and he seems to be more accurate and less kind of just gunslinger um, and he's been navigating the pocket tremendously. He's just such a smart quarterback. So I think the Colts, they're going to surprise people. Well, they might even be a playoff contender this year. They, I, I realize they started a little behind the eight ball, and their defense is kind of young and stuff. But they they they've hung with everybody, and that's a team you know to watch out for. Especially as Luck gets more weapons and gets more confidence, and that offense starts to click. Um, yeah, Andrew Luck. You know, I don't know about his fantasy production. Sometimes he only has like 180 yards passing. So that's a little tricky. But, you know, even Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees do that sometimes. It's just that it seems like the Colts want to do that. And you never, as your fantasy quarterback, you never want that. Um, But anyway, I think that's it. I'm not going to talk too much more. I wanted to make this kind of a shorter podcast. Um, I'm going to come back, you know, with more short ones. I think it's better. Like I said, a lot of times I have um, ideas, but sometimes it's just five minutes. You know, it's like, I'll come up with, you know, like I wanted to do IDP ones along the way where I'll come up with, oh, man, all these different IDP ideas I'll have or guys who I'll pick up. But then I try to think about how long it'll actually put together for a podcast, and I'm like, what am I going to do, a five-minute podcast and just throw it out there because I have these couple ideas. So that's the tricky part for me. Um, I'm limited on time. I'm trying to get you guys something. You know, lately I haven't been trying, but at, earlier on I was trying to get, you know you know, kind of keep content pouring out, and now I'm just, you know, I'm going to have to find different ways to do that. I, I, I feel inspired. I really feel like um, this year I did finally get that boost back, um, where a lot of years it comes playoff time and I'm burnt out. And I will admit, I don't blame you if you don't listen to the podcast or don't listen to podcasts in general at this point. I, I have a tough time taking in content um, this late in the season. I don't want to listen to podcasts after I've watched all the games. I don't want to you know, have recaps of the games and have people talk about stuff I'm pretty much already really familiar with. Um, So I don't blame you if you're not listening. Um, At the same time, I'm feeling re-inspired. I kind of want, you know, I've been trying to make some deals and try to make this last push. I've got a lot of teams in contention, a lot of teams right there at the top. Um, I'm trying to win, you know, the regular season championship awards as well as get a good, you know, bye week, get position for the playoffs uh, and just keep these teams rolling. I mean, sometimes you just add a player – like an Alshon Jeffrey that you ended up keeping for three years or whatever, and it didn't seem at the time like you were, you know, you're. I remember adding Keenan Allen last year, and it was like that guy, even though he hasn't had a big year, it, it, whenever I gave up first round pick plus a little bit, it's, it's been, you know, well worth it. And, and so every year at this time of year, there's always opportunities, and you either take advantage of them or you don't. I just saw a guy trade for Zach Ertz for a first round pick, and I was so pissed because that league, all I need is a tight end, and I'm in super contention. Um, and, and all i needed to do was think about making that offer myself but i didn't and the, the girl accepted it so those are the kind of things that uh you just got to you kind of have to like reinvigorate and just kind of keep on pushing um and, and find a way to to just come up with new ideas and keep on throwing out ideas and kind of keep it exciting cuz making trades is really kind of keeps it exciting sometimes it does just get it gets old setting the deals and then once you make a deal it kind of writes that fire just one trade uh, will get me all excited again, and I'll start making other offers and stuff. So, just sometimes just make a make a little trade, try to make some kind of deal, you know, get those juices flowing. Um, and aside from that, I'll try to come back. Like I said, a big part of what I want to do is still off season stuff. Um, so, I'll be really focused on trying to, to, to you know, focus on NFL draft and, and prospects and things like that. Um, but at the same time, I like to come along and just kind of um, pluck in and pluck out here with, with little ideas. Um, But I'm going to try to keep it a little shorter and just try to come up with ideas when I have them. So anyway, thanks for listening and talk to you soon.